You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Three and Out with Jason and Kevin. I'm Jason. That's Kevin. Uh, we're brought to you by Cincy Jungle, SB Nation Cincinnati Bengals website, and we're sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Uh, the music is different this week. Uh, the music was created by Alex Barrow, my very talented brother-in-law. Uh, so thank you, Alex, for that. Kevin, how you doing? Doing pretty good. That intro music is going to be an issue because I kind of started grooving. Yeah, hey, hey it's going to be different every week. to control that, yeah. It's going to be different every week, which is kind of exciting. So, yeah, oh, it'll, it'll be fun. Okay. He's told me that he can make he can make a beat like that in 30 minutes. Which is nuts. So. Sure. All right, so uh if you didn't watch last week, it's a this is a new show. Uh, this is episode 2. So, welcome back. Um if you didn't watch last week, the whole concept of the show is it's three and out, which means we have first down, second down, third down. We're going to talk about three different topics. Uh before we get into this week's topics, though, I did want to mention last week we talked about the Bengals uh, getting an F from the NFLPA. And a part of it was like locker rooms. They didn't have chargers in the locker rooms and the cold tubs were too small and everything. Like they didn't have a nursing station for, for mothers, you know? So it was a, you know, it was kind of a big deal. And then Jeff Hobson, who was the writer for Bengals.com, uh, wrote an article that it's all been under construction. I think the plans have been in place since April. Uh, but it's obvious to me, Kevin, that we have the ear of the team and that nothing was going to happen unless we brought it up. So this is something I'd like to call the three and out effect. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, you know, I'd like to think that uh, that we're that important. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, with all 50 of our listeners, how could we not be? (laughs) Yeah, all 50 of them banded together. All right. The first down. We love everyone. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Watch it twice so we can pretend there's 100 of you. All right. So uh, first down this week is there's been some movement in the free agent quarterback market. Uh, First, you had Derek Carr signed a four-year, $150 million deal with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't sign a long-term deal, but he did get the non-exclusive franchise tag uh, from the Baltimore Ravens, and we'll kind of go over what that means. And then um, Geno Smith also signed a deal. I don't have his up pulled up for some reason, uh, but it's he signed like a deal. Thirty-three a year, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. It's, it's a good contract, and I'm I'm very happy for Geno Smith. I could not be happier for Geno Smith. I I was a fan of his when he was at uh, West Virginia. 
And then I know like everything that happened with the Jets where he got punched in the locker room and all that stuff. Like I'm very happy that he went and he found a home. Uh, and, you know, like think about with Seattle last year is they looked like by the end of the year, they looked like geniuses because everyone was saying, oh, they're going to have the number one overall pick. And they already got all these first round picks from Denver for Russell Wilson, who turned out to be just a nightmare for, for the Broncos with his own special office and his own people and all the weird stuff that he was doing. Uh, and then Geno Smith came out and just balled out. It was great. It was actually absolutely incredible. And he's earned this contract. And I'm just, I'm very excited. I'm not even a Geno Smith fan. Well, I mean, I just said I was, so I kind of am. I'm not a Seattle Seahawks fan, but I'll root for him up there, you know? Um, I'd also like to coming from this. Might I don't be the know. First time you've ever said the words Geno Smith to me. Yeah, it, it probably is. I don't know. But uh, I'd also like to know how Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks staff kept Russell Wilson's freak show act under wraps for so long, because I refuse to believe that he went to Denver and just said, you know what? I'm going to be kind of a nightmare this year. I want my own training staff. I want my own food. I want my own chefs. I want my own office. And I'm going to practice giving handshakes to people as I walk out the tunnel like a true weirdo. Very we sure. might owe Pete Carroll an apology. I think we do. I think we do. All right. So kind of back to this topic. Uh, so like I said, Derek Carr, four years, $150 million. Uh, $100 million of that is guaranteed, fully guaranteed. Uh, $60 million guaranteed at signing. Um, and then that kind of breaks down. Uh, in 2023, it'd be a 7.2 million cap hit. 2024 is a 35.7, and then 25 is a 17.1. And then I guess there's a potential out before the 2026 season with an 11.4 million dead cap. Because if they, but if they keep him, he'll be owed a whopping 55.7 million uh, in 2026. Uh, as, as like we said with Lamar Jackson with a non-exclusive tag, he gets a one-year 32.416 million full inter- full fully guaranteed contract. Um, but the way that the non-exclusive tag works is if another team decides they want him, they can offer him and the Ravens either have to match that contract or they have, they get two first round picks from the team who takes him. Uh, but so far nothing. And I'm not expecting anything either. Um, and then also, only, I think that's only ever been uh, the case one time. Oh like yeah. I think, tag, yeah. I think it's only actually been used by a team to sign somebody one time. I can't remember the player, yeah. but I can't either because it, it's only happened one time. Yeah. When they said non-exclusive tag, I was expecting, I mean, it's, it's not very often that a former MVP quarterback comes up, you know, available. Uh, so I was thinking, oh, if someone will grab him, and nope, nobody. Uh, and we also, we didn't mention Daniel Jones, four years, $160 million uh, with 82 million guaranteed. So, a little bit more money than Derek Carr, but not quite as much guaranteed. And I think that the guaranteed money is obviously the what the players are find most important to them, you know. Um, but this obviously, these dominoes falling obviously affect how Joe Burrow, what is going to happen with Joe Burrow, uh, and also um, Justin Herbert in uh, L.A. So both of those, I think those are the two big monster extensions that are kind of hanging out over the NFL. And uh, how do you see, Kevin, do you see Derek Carr's, Daniel Jones, uh, Geno Smith? Lamar Jackson's kind of a different story because he, you know, he's on the tag. Uh, Do you see this affecting how Joe Burrow or how the Bengals pay Joe Burrow at all? Uh, 
No, except for the one you dismissed, which is Lamar Jackson. I think that is going to have massive ripple effects. Um, if if Lamar Jackson's if his bluff gets called and he doesn't get his big payday, then this makes Burrow signing, Herbert signing, everyone, every future All Star quarterback signing that much easier. Everybody's shouting collusion. And I'm kind of on board with it, if I'm being honest. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying I'm pretty positive it's happening. Like, when was the, the Atlanta Falcons were in to the very end on Deshaun Watson? Oh, I know. And they announced they were out of the Lamar Jackson-like uh, conversation. 20 minutes like, later almost, yeah. It was ridiculous. It was like, you don't need to make it quite so obvious. You right. know what I mean? Um, I think right. they're trying to reset the market. I think they're trying to Browns look like fools. You can call it collusion yeah. if you want. I think it probably is. I also am not completely against it. And maybe that's because I'm a Bengals fan and we're <laughs> never going to be a franchise that's going to have a ton of on-hand money. But the right. truth is I do not understand why the Browns of all teams and Deshaun Watson of all players are going to be like reset the QB market. Like, that yeah. was a freak incident. They're both idiots. It was a move <laughs> of desperation by a bad team for a quarterback who has some issues. Oh, that's putting and it mildly, but I, yeah. Uh, I was trying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it is absolutely time for this collusion. Let's stop this madness. We are not going to let the Browns of all teams right. decide what the QB market looks like. My God. I never thought I'd be like on board with an NFL conspiracy, but if you're all talking behind the scenes, I'm here for it. Good luck. So I think that the Browns signing a quarterback with 33, 35, I don't know how many allegations of sexual assault there are now, uh, but I think signing him and then giving him a fully guaranteed 256 million. Is that right? I don't have the numbers right in front of me, so I can't speak to it and be confident uh, yeah, that I'm accurate. It averages out to 46 mil a year. Yeah, so getting him guaranteed that guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed, is not something that NFL owners wanted to do, want to do. And I know that there were reports that other owners were actually upset with the Browns when they decided to pull the trigger and do this. But Lamar Jackson wants that. He's made it very well known that he wants that fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson has. And I think the rest of the owners, like you said, I think the rest of the owners are trying to make the Browns look like an outlier and not, not allow them to start the new rule that quarterbacks get guaranteed money. You know what I'm saying? I think they're trying to prove that the Browns made a dumb decision and that Deshaun Watson's an outlier and that's it. So um, in that case, I do think that there's probably some collusion. I, I don't think it could really be proven. Um, but I no, personally Lamar, th- Lamar Jackson is the perfect quarterback to collude on this kind of thing with. Not because I don't think he's good. I mean, I'll never be a fan, division rivals and everything. But I right. have to admit, like, incredibly talented quarterback. I'd be an idiot not to say that. But because of his play style and because of the Ravens' lack of wide receivers and because of everything else, he has just enough red flags that, like. Right. You'd sound like an idiot if you use them to be like, Lamar Jackson's not worth the money. You'd sound like an idiot, but you would at least 
you at least sound like somebody who wasn't just lying through their teeth. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, well, he only averages like 200 something yards a game. He misses games. His playoff yeah. record isn't great. Like, this is all true of him. It's and all true. You know, yeah. Football, you know, Lamar Jackson is still a nightmare on the field. Like, no one sure. wants to go up against him. But, like, sure. it's just enough that you can be like, no, it's not collusion. We're just not interested in that style of quarterback. And they have to take your word on it. Right. So, if you think about the situation this puts, I know that we talked about how this would affect Joe Burrow. And we'll, we'll kind of get to that in a second. If you think about how this puts the the situation that, the situation this puts the Ravens in is if if they call Lamar's bluff and it appears as of right now they have, um, you know they have him for one more year for a ton of money thirty two point four one six million still not as much as Deshaun Watson's getting paid, um, and then probably lose him next year, you know for a comp compensatory or compensatory pick maybe I, I don't know. Um, and then uh, if they, if someone does come along and they say, yeah, we're going to sign him for X amount, let's say the Falcons decide to change their mind, they come back and they give him some big contract and he jumps ship, they get two first-round picks. Um, I'm not expecting that to happen. I This puts both Jackson and the Ravens kind of in a tough position because it seems to me that this is the last year that that he'll be in Baltimore. And then they're going to have to start over with another quarterback without the two first-round picks that they would get if someone else signed them. You know what I mean? So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but to the Joe Burrow aspect of this, I think if Lamar Jackson doesn't sign some huge deal, I don't think the Derek Carr contract and the Daniel Jones contract are going to really affect Burrow that much. And the reason being is because they haven't done what Burrow has done. I mean, Derek Carr deserves the contract. He had a really good season. And I actually saw a really kind of funny – thing today that was talking about when Derek Carr played in New Orleans. He had the Josh Jacobs, who I think won FedEx Ground Player of the Year uh, and was up for MVP. But he had Jacobs. He had uh, the best wide receiver in the game, and he could not get past the 50-yard line. And then the Saints said, let's give that guy $150 million. Either way, though, <coughs> excuse me, um, I don't think it really affects Burrow. Burrow's contract is going to be much bigger than both all of these. Um, I mean, 150 million. You could see him signing if he wanted a four or five year deal. You could see him signing a 250 million dollar contract. You know, with I don't know how much guaranteed. Um, but I could also see a Mahomes style contract where he's on the hook for 10 years. You know what I mean? Which that's what I would prefer. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. All right. You get two options. You get to sign Burrow to a three-year contract, and it's the upper limit. No, no, sorry. You get to sign Burrow to a three-year contract, and let's say it's like $50 million a year, which is probably like the floor of what yeah. Burrow's going to sign for. So three years, $50 million a year. Or 10 years, 58 maybe even upwards of $60 million a year but for 10 years. So you're taking that hit early. But as this cap increases, it's going to do a Mahomes effect where suddenly the Bengals are going to start looking really promising. Which one do you take? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want three years. I, I want, I'd want i take 10 years. And the reason is, is because after those three years, let's say he wins a Super Bowl, you, he's priced so far above what you could afford while keeping talent around him that it's just going to be 
the Joe Burrow show and every week they're going to bring in a new high school team to play with them because they can't afford to play anybody else. Um, so 10 years, uh, you spread that out a little bit. Uh, also, I, I did I did see that if they extend Burrow after March 31st, they don't have to have his guaranteed cash in escrow until next year, which would help them. So I don't think we should ex- going on right now. Right. I don't think we should expect anything to happen with his contract until March 31st. Um, you know, this is all again, pontification. We don't really know what's going to happen. We do. I think that we could safely say he will get extended this off season. They cannot go into the fourth season without extending it, in my opinion. Um, but the Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, unless something happens with Lamar Jackson, where he's with the, with the, uh, non-exclusive tag where someone else brings him in. I don't expect any of these contracts to really affect Burrow at all. The only one that I could see affecting him is if Justin Herbert gets signed first. Because if he gets signed first, then Burrow can turn around and say, hey, we went to a Super Bowl, we went to the AFC Championship game. I I deserve more than him. And he absolutely does. He, he would be 100% right. Um, but my guess is, is that the Chargers are going to do everything they can to wait until Burrow signs his contract and then give Justin Herbert a little bit less. So, I don't know. They might be waiting on each other. We'll see. Man, can you imagine being Justin Herbert in that scenario? Like, having <laughs> no. your team literally be like, Burrow signed for this. Yeah. Let's be honest. You're great. Yeah, you're not. You're wrong. You're, you're great. good. Yeah. We're going to shoot three Burrow. mil off that, and we're all going right. to be happy, right? Right. Exactly. Think about what Burrow would have. Let's say they beat the Rams and they won the Super Bowl. You know, maybe they beat the 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 Chiefs and went back to the Super Bowl and then maybe lost to Philly, but he has a Super Bowl win in his rookie contract. There's nothing that says he should be paid. There's nothing at that point that says he should be paid less than Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like he could say, I want Mahomes money plus X. Mahomes doesn't make him that much money. No, no, not, not yet. I'm just saying that five or 10 year, $500 million contract. That's the largest, you know, uh, oh, uh, sure. gross contract ever. He could say, I want 10 years, 600 million. You know what I mean? We, With, we have to, we have, we have to move on, but this is a real question. I've, I've heard this. You're not the only person I've heard have this opinion that like, Oh, if Burrow had won a super bowl, he would be making X amount more money or mm-hmm. whatever. Do You really think that's true? I kind of think Burrow is uh, one of the top, in my opinion, two, but everyone will agree, top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's getting paid no matter what. I don't think a Super oh, no. Bowl win He's going to get paid. his bottom line. He's going to be right. paid like a Super Bowl winning quarterback because he is the quality of a Super right. Bowl winning quarterback. And I do agree with that. He's going to get paid. He's going he's gonna to have possibly the largest contract in the history of the NFL. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but he's definitely probably going to be the largest contract in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, in fact, I would say that's guaranteed to happen. Um, I was just saying, like, if they're going to negotiate with him by having a checklist with all these boxes checked, Super Bowl winning quarterback is not one of them. I don't think that's really going to be how they do it. You know what I mean? Um, But I do think that whatever he gets paid, Justin Herbert will be less. And if Justin Herbert signs first, Joe Burrow will be more. I don't know. Do you have anything else really to say? But there's not a lot to say because it doesn't really affect him that much. It's it's the offseason. This is stuff we're going to do. We are a Bengals podcast. We have to talk yeah. about Joe Burrow at length, no matter what. Every other episode, or they every will episode, pull us off. They will pull us off. Yes, Stitcher, YouTube, all of it. 
So we yep. did it. We did our mandatory contract talk yep. to people who, I mean, let's be honest, nobody has any clue what they're talking about. No. And let's move right on. Now. I want I want to talk draft. I want to talk combine. We've kind of bridged this, uh, me and you, uh, yep. in the past. Um, overall, let's do this. Let's do it like this. Okay. What do you think, the by position, rank them, top three, top four? What do you think the Bengals are most likely to pick? Give me your like, most one, likely, two, four, or what I think they should do. Most likely, most likely. Okay, I will say most likely. I'm going to say um, that's tough. I got to separate my head and my heart. You know what I mean? Um, I would say most likely would be cornerback. After that tight end, after that offensive lineman, after that defensive lineman, I think. Defensive, they, defensive interior? Yeah. Well, um, no, just defensive end or defensive lineman. One of okay. the two. So, what about you? Uh, I don't think they want a cornerback. I know people act like they do. I don't think they want a cornerback. I think if the value's there, and it very well may be, this cornerback class is stacked. Yep. It may just be like they can't turn it down. So it, uh, it, I don't think they want one though. So I'm gonna say, offensive line would be their preferred choice. Okay. Uh, if the right player falls, next is tight end. They have met with more tight ends than any other position. I think at this point, they clearly desperately want a tight end. Uh, after that, defensive interior and then cornerback. Because I don't okay. think they want one. I just, but I do agree they might be forced to take one. Um, this cornerback class is wild, dude. Oh, yeah. So the reason that I say cornerback class or the cornerback is because of the history that the Bengals have with drafting first round corners and they just do it. It seems like almost every other year they're taking a cornerback in the first round. Um, but the reason I said cornerback is because you have uh Chidobe Awuzie who's entering the last year of his deal, Mike Hilton is 29, and Cam Taylor Britt's coming into a second year, and there's no depth. Uh, I don't know if they're going to re-sign Eli Apple. I wouldn't be a, against it if they did. I mean, no, I he's either. played his yeah, he's played his best football in his career here. Uh, he kind of brings like an attitude to the defense that I like. He talks a lot. I mean, every once in a while, I'll look at like Twitter and I'll be like, "Come on, man! Like, just chill." You know what I mean? But he he's for the most part, he's backed it up on the field. Um, and if you know, if somebody gets hurt. Uh, you know, unfortunately, if someone gets hurt outside of Hilton, because I think that Apple's an outside guy, uh, is there anyone would, would you rather have Eli Apple or a rookie to step in? And oh. I personally, it's Eli Apple. Um, yeah, so but I don't know if they're going to be able to resign him or not. I think he's played his way into a decent sized contract, probably. Um, sure. so I don't know what they're going to do, but the only reason I say cornerback is because of the history they have. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'd have a hard time counting how many cornerbacks they've taken in the first round over the last 20 years. You know, I mean, we can just go through a huge list. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, uh, a bunch of them. I don't know. Um, so uh, that's that's the reason I have that. Uh, that's the reason. Now, if I was what? saying what they should do, yes, it would be offensive tackle, number one. Number two should be tight end. And then defensive line and then cornerback is how I would rank it. I, 
that man, this stuff's so much fun. So much is dependent. <laughs> but I do agree with you. I think that's my preferred list as well. Yeah. Uh, but the right offensive tackle has to fall. This class is not deep. If a uh, if Harrison falls, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. If uh, what's uh, Jones? Yeah. If Jones fall, okay. Jones or okay. Sorry. Who's your preferred tight end? This is the big debate. Yeah. Okay. Dar- Darnell Washington or Meyer or Mayer? Washington. Just I think really? he's a, just an athletic freak. Yeah. Mayer's Mayer's good. Don't get me wrong. Darnell Washington, six foot seven, two hundred sixty four pounds, and ran a four six forty, and that's just insane. It's in, absolutely insane. Uh, he was a pretty effective blocker against SEC defensive ends and defensive linemen and linebackers. He's just a total freak of nature. And I think this this draft class with tight ends is just freakish anyway. But Mayer's very good. But it would for me, it would be Darnell Washington. I'm assuming that you're saying Mayer for you. Absolutely, I get Darnell Washington. He absolutely has the higher ceiling. Um, Mayer is your starting tight end day one. Yeah. And he is affecting the field day one. I think it really does come down to, are you trying to win a Super Bowl this year or are you trying to have your Super Bowl window open two, three, four years from now? Because I get the love for Darnell Washington and absolutely if the Bengals end up getting it, I'm on that hype train. You cannot expect that man to step on that field and produce. He does not have the numbers. Whereas Mayer effectively was Notre Dame's entire passing uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. offense. He, yep. it's insane the production he had. Uh, so let's, uh, I'm going mayor all the way. Okay, let's compare him real quick. So, uh, uh, Darnell Washington, 6'7, 264. Uh, and this is at the combine, uh, 4, 4, 640, 1.57, 10 yard split, 31 inch vertical jump, uh, 10 foot two broad jump, and then mayor, 6'5, 249. So, not as quite as big. Uh, 4.7, so not 40-yard dash, so not quite as fast, Kevin. 1.66, 10-yard <laughs> split, 32.5 vertical jump, 9-10 broad jump. Um, but they both produced well. Uh, they're both going to no, be very good. They did not both produce well. Darnell no, no, I mean, like, not they, a receiving threat. they both tested well at the combine. That's what oh, I mean. They yeah, both tested okay. very well. They're both athletically very gifted. Uh, they both, I think, have... They both have bright futures in the NFL. I don't think there's any, as long as they go to the right place with a good quarterback, you know, any receiver or tight end, there's a lot, there's a lot, your, your ability to produce is not solely in your hands. You know what I mean? You have the quarterback to rely on. So if Mayer comes to Cincinnati and then Darnell Washington goes to the commanders, Darnell Washington is probably not going to have the career that Mayer is going to have. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I think that just, Washington's potential from his just freakish athleticism. I, that's why I prefer him. Um, there's also Dalton Kincaid, I think, is is kind of generally considered. He's one of the big three. You know what I mean? He didn't run the 40, uh, but he is 6'4", 246. So there's a bunch of other guys that uh, I like that are not going to be in there for the first round. Uh, Josh Wiley from UC, I like mainly because he's a UC guy. But uh, he's six foot seven, two forty eight, and he ran a four six nine. He's a great athlete. Um, and then there's Zach Kuntz from Old Dominion. Uh, there's a few other guys. There's uh, uh, Sam Laporte from Iowa, and Iowa I produced. Like yeah, and Iowa obviously George Kittle and T.J. Hawkinson. 
came out of Iowa. So it's a tight end school. Um, I don't know. Uh, if they take one of those two tight ends, I, I can't be upset about it. And I said, Darnell Washington, if they take Mike May, Michael Mayer, I'm okay. That's fine with me too. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, Real quick. Yeah. We're going to finish this off. Let's say you like Darnell Washington better, so let's go Darnell Washington. Okay. Somehow, Kalijah Cansey, <laughs> Darnell Washington, and Anton Harrison are all Harrison. available. I, I know. Yeah. You got it, right? It's not the fun Harrison. pick, but I know it's you got to go Harrison, right? Like, yep. I'm on the tight end train. I really, really, yeah. really want Mayer. And if Mayer is there and it's uh, Jones versus Mayer, I'm torn. I'm torn. I think Jones is a bit more of a project. He's not really the athlete. He's yeah. huge, but he's <laughs> he might not be a uh, impact day one. So I'm kind of torn on it. If right. Harrison is there, it's Harrison. Okay, so between now, let's go Cansey. And uh, Washington, who are you picking? Probably Washington. Really? Probably Washington, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, probably Washington. I do want to say, uh, Dewan Jones, just kind of back to him. Six foot eight, three hundred seventy four. Ran a five three five forty. Uh, he didn't participate in any any of the, like the short area quickness drills or anything like that. Uh, if football doesn't work out for him, he's already under contract with Amazon for the Lord of the Ring show. He's going to play every cave troll that the elves fight. You know what I mean? No, not, not really. He's massive. He's a massive human being. Yeah. And human beings that big shouldn't run that fast. Um, but yeah, I, I think Washington there. But I obviously you don't agree. I'm torn, man. It's not that I don't agree. It's that I really like Cansey and oh, yeah. I'm wanting a new Geno Atkins. And the comparison uh, yeah. is too easy as a Bengals fan. It's too easy to fall into that trap of being like, what if he's Geno? What if he's Geno? Like, so yeah. I'm always going to be torn. I honestly, I don't know, man. Ask me tomorrow and I'll have a different answer because I keep waffling back and forth on this. Sure. I think in that list, it's Harrison, Cansey, and then either of the two tight ends that I'd be happy with. So we do agree that Harrison's on top of the list. Absolutely. No matter what. Okay. I don't think he's going to fall to us, but if he does, no. absolutely. It wouldn't surprise me if none of the guys that we've mentioned fall to us. At all, you know what I mean? Like guys that guys that we haven't talked talked about, you know, um, that could fall to us. I, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? None of us know. Um, I'm just excited. I'm excited because it's getting closer. Uh, for, let's see. It is the it's, as we're recording this. It's Wednesday the eighth. Free agency officially opens. I think at noon on the fifteenth, which is a week from today. So less less than a week because it's nighttime right now. So less than a week from today. Uh, I'm not expecting the Bengals to make a big splash right away, uh, though they might. I don't know. I will see. It's who knows. I have no no idea what's going to happen. I don't think any of us do. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to say about that one? No, that's it. Let's uh, right. let's get to making fun of people at the combine. 
Well, for, before we do that, here's a word about Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Eastgate Smiles Dental Care is a warm and welcoming environment where expertise and customer service come together. As a local business, they love helping their fellow Cincinnatians manage their oral health and achieve a perfect smile. They pair the latest technology with years of experience to give you a smile worth showing off. They are dedicated to quality and convenience and can even perform dental crown procedures the same day in most cases. You like your smile, but they are here to help you love it. They personalize your care and match your needs. Call them today at 513-528-1150 to learn what they can do for your pearly whites. All right, we're back. All right, so the last thing that we were going to talk about is it, it was kind of a conversation that Kevin and I had been had been having, uh, and we decided we're going to have name this segment. He said, what? What did he say? What did he say? So uh, obviously the the NFL Combine is a giant job interview, right? And uh, all these athletes, they're, it's kind of a high-pressure situation. They don't really, you know, they're, they're kids. They're kids. Um, and they're asked a lot of questions, and uh, their answers could potentially, um, their answers could potentially uh, make them or cost them millions of dollars. So what specifically brought this up was C.J. Stroud, the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, was asked asked which quarterbacks he uh, looks up to. And I'm actually going to – I want to play the answer. I'm going to play the answer. So here, here we go. Not only just to uh, be athletic, use my athleticism, but uh, as a black quarterback to stay in the pocket and throw the ball, and that's something that he was very underrated. Oh, let me start over. He, uh, one of the, even one of the reasons I wore number seven was because Michael Vick – uh, so um, okay. he inspired me not only just to uh, be athletic, use my athleticism, but uh, as a black quarterback to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. And that's something that he was very underrated in. Uh, so, and then I like I looked up to Deshaun Washington as somebody I feel like I have a similar playing style to. And then Joe Burrow, uh, being able to create, uh, not being the fastest guy, but being able to kind of extend plays, uh, throw guys off of you, just be tough. And that's something that, uh, that I feel like I'll do in this game. Okay. So he said uh, that, the quarterbacks he looks up to. Now, uh, he didn't say the quarterbacks whose lifestyle I want to emulate. He said the quarterbacks I look up to are Michael Vick uh, and Deshaun Watson. And then Joe Burrow was kind of thrown in there in the end. Um, I want to say this. There's got to be other guys that you can mention there. There has to be. I mean, literally any other guys. Almost anybody. If you had said Mike Vick... And don't get me wrong, what Mike Vick did was terrible. I, I Absolutely terrible. Uh, it's just far enough removed now. If you had said Mike Vick and Joe Burrow, I would have been like, yeah, okay, okay. But throwing Deshaun Watson in there, why? Say it anybody feels, else. It isn't. It isn't. It's a, it's a young kid messing up is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Intentional. The second one felt intentional. It was like, what are you doing? I yeah. clearly am not like clearly cannot comment on the black quarterback thing. Right. Okay. Jalen Hurts just went to the Super Bowl. I'm yep. just yeah. saying. Like, yeah. Like Jalen Hurts. Anyone else, man. Anyone right. else. It felt like right. he was trolling us. It felt like he said those two names and he just kind of stared like, say something. Because so, it's wild. Those are the two names you pulled. Yeah. I want to know when he said, 
when he said like I, you know Michael Vick being able to stay in the pocket if his agent was like back behind the press going like uh, uh, okay and then when he said Deshaun Watson's agent went oh my god oh no you know what I mean uh, any two other guys any two other guys. Yep. and it's not Literally. like C.J. Stroud right and then you know I I kind of had this pulled up um, what did he say uh, you know any two other guys would have been better uh, and like you said you know Jalen Hurts. Um, but that's not the only – the combine is just a weird place where people are – these young kids are put in a high-stress situation and are asked weird things. Now, a memo went out from the NFL to teams this year basically saying, like, cool it on the weird questions. Like, the weird ones that's like – like, there's there's been a lot of – well, I, I printed some of them off. Um, let's see. Let's find one. Uh, Eli Apple. Uh, was asked if he's gay. Okay. Um, the Falcons coach, one of the coaches was like, so do you like men? It was like the first thing he asked me. It was weird. I was just like, no. And he was like, if you're going to come to Atlanta, sometimes that's how it is around here. You're going to have to get used to it. I guess he was joking, but they just asked me, or they asked the most questions to see how you're going to react. That's just weird. It's weird. Why? It's, Why do it's it? A shock. It's a shock question. Yeah, We've oh, all sure. The job interview where they ask you like the most bizarre question. They just want to see what you have to say. There's yeah. not a right answer. Now, you probably, right. this day and age, can't be asking players if they're gay. No. That's probably no. not a thing you can do. Right. But that's all it was. Right. But CJ Stroud saying uh, the Michael Vick and the Deshaun Watson thing, that's kind of like someone saying, hey, B. John Robinson, like, who is it that you model yourself after? And he sits back and thinks thoughtfully and he goes, you know, it's OJ Simpson. It's OJ. OJ Simpson is who I look up to the most. Don't pick somebody else. Anybody else. Anybody. Not Joe Mixon right now, but anybody else that's not, you know, OJ Simpson. Um, so some other things. Uh, players were asked when they lost their virginities. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, where is it? Uh, a player was asked if his mother was a prostitute. Um, let's see. So some of the ones that came out this year, where are you sitting on a on a bus speeding on a mountain? Like what like what seat are you going to be in? If you're in an out of control bus that's speeding okay. down a mountain, seat are you in? Driver's seat. I, don't I feel mind like that. that's a yeah. That's what yeah, you that's wanted a, to say, but regardless right. of what it is, the question's innocent enough. It's a right uh, gotcha question here. Answer my sure. weird situation question. Go right. Uh, where does the sunrise? Where does it set? I remember watching. Uh, I remember watching Hard Knocks when the Rams were on, when Jared Goff was still with the Rams, and he was a rookie. And they said something to him about the sun rising in the east and setting in the west, and he said, now that he's in California, it would be reverse, which blew my mind. Um, anyway, because that's not how that works. Um, uh, but yeah, players were asked if they would share their internet history uh, with them. Uh, what color is chocolate? Uh, let's see. Boxers or briefs? Uh, how many ways could you use a brick in a minute? Um, yeah, just so just like little things like that. But but the days of asking like, is your mom a prostitute, or are you gay, or anything like that? Those days are, are I think are gone. The, the the NFL's gotten some bad press. Um, in 2013, I went to the combine and a player was asked, and this isn't like a like a personal question, but he was asked, would you rather fight? a horse-sized duck or 10 duck-sized horses? And a lot of, I, you know, it's just one of those questions that kind of throws you off. And most of them said 
10 duck-sized horses? And I think that's the only answer because I'm pretty sure a horse-sized duck would kill me. Right? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. It is the only possible answer. The only yeah. thing scary about a horse is its size. Right. You take that away. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, easy enough. The, now, if you we take... are running out of time. Okay. Now, if you take the duck out say. of the situation, if you take the duck out of the situation, replace it with a goose, Canadian goose the size of a horse ends the world. It might. Yeah. It might. All right, go ahead. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, just saying uh, it's getting close to wrap-up time, but I would be very, very upset if we did not mention that Will Levis is afraid of milk. And yeah. It's, all, it's my favorite story of the year, yeah. Jason. Sure. I don't care if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Will Levis is afraid of milk is the storyline of this season. It's wild. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. He's afraid of milk. They say that he like has screamed and fled the room at the sight of milk. That's insane. And I love it's it's wild. It is a yeah. it is su- and they're already talking about like it's such a problem that like it's affecting his draft stock. Like owners and coaches are going on going on like well, yeah. I mean, chocolate, chocolate milk is a pretty common like sure. first workout uh, yeah. uh, treat, and we would have to ban chocolate milk from like the weight rooms if if we drafted. Yeah. That's it's wild. He also oh, eats uh, bananas with the peels on. Uh, that's that's just to psychopath me, behavior. To me, that's weirder. Now, like, okay, so being How can afraid that be of weirder? milk. Hold on a second. Being afraid of milk is insane. Not liking milk. There's a lot of people who don't like milk, but eating. Have you ever had a banana peel in your mouth? It's disgusting. So. Okay, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I have. I probably have. I don't know why, but but banana peels are okay. Let's move on because I don't want to incriminate myself. But banana peels are gross, and eating a banana with the peel on makes me think that you're a total psychopath. Uh, but it also reminds me, Sam Howell, the quarterback of uh, the Commanders last year, said he only eats chicken nuggets. Only eats chicken. Yeah. He won't eat steak if he goes to a steakhouse. He brings chicken nuggets. Weird. Weird. We all made fun of that guy. But like, yeah. my God, did we get the upgraded version of it this year. Oh, yeah. I will be yeah. following Will Levis's entire career from here on out. Yeah. He has, I'm not a fan. Fan's not the right word, but I am right. uh, a, a patient observer. Intrigued. I need, Intrigued. Yes. Now that this is out there, now that this is out there, Will Levis gets a starting job somewhere. He becomes a quarterback. Yeah. Year two, year three, whatever. Does a rival fan base throw milk on him? Does that I absolutely happen? think they do? Absolutely I one hundred percent think it they happens. Do. I think that they have milk day at the stadium at the at the stadium that he goes and plays at that weekend, where they sell milk at the concession stands. I mean, I really they, do. I, it's gotten weird. They? This is weird. I, yeah, I know. I don't know. Now, what comes? So last year we had a guy who's afraid of anything but chicken. This year we're a guy who's afraid of milk. Next year we have a guy who's never drank water, nothing but Gatorade. Yeah, I don't I know. See that. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. You have anything else you want to add? No, no, that's it. I just wanted to make sure to get the milk thing in there. It's very yeah. important. Like I said, it's already the story of the season. I'm <laughs> yeah, following yeah. it's there is no greater story from here to next off season. This is the story. In fact, next week it's called Milk with Kevin and Jason. That's it. That's what we're going to talk about. All right, guys. For Kevin, I'm Jason. Again, again, brought to you by CincyJungle.com, SB Nation, Cincinnati Bengals site. Again, sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Give them a call. Um, thank you very much for watching us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Who day? Who day?
great. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd all mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 